0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio. Thank God it's Friday. So, for a long time, or at least a lot of people thought, we'd get a new receiver, and his last name would be Beckham Jr. But that was wrong. We should have been looking to the East Coast because we picked up a giant yesterday. Your thoughts on the acquisition?
1: Well, OBJ was a giant at one well,
0: time. Well, I know. Well, <laughs> recently, come on, let me make the joke, all right? Don't ruin my magic trick, We're man. Well, I'm a little
1: surprised at this one, and I'm a little bit curious about it, too. The uh, Chiefs have picked up Kadarius Tony, who is not an unknown. i remember him at Florida, and he was an outstanding wide receiver at Florida, and the Giants thought... Enough of him to make him their number one draft choice last year, 2021. He hasn't played very much. He's had hamstring problems and just has not really seen a whole lot of action. And the Giants unload him to the Kansas City Chiefs for a couple. It's a couple of draft choices, but one of them's conditional. I don't know what the conditions are, but be that as it may, it's a third and a sixth round. That, Mike, puzzles me a little bit. A team gives up on a number one draft choice after a year. Boy, I'm surprised at that. There's something something amiss here. Now, the Chiefs, certainly Veach knows what he's doing. He's a, an astute individual in terms of putting together a squad. But this one, I'm a little surprised at. But we'll see what happens. Kadarius Tony will join the Chiefs. How much he's going to play remains to be seen. You know, I, we voiced this opinion before. Even if... Odell Beckham Jr. had been well he is available but even if the Chiefs had thought about him why your receiving cords is is so doggone good right now in my opinion no it doesn't have Tyreek Hill but you have some very good hardcore receivers on there and Mahomes is your key and he can get the ball to them still they decide to make a deal and we'll see what happens
0: what I've heard and I think this makes sense is this might be a move for next season and the season beyond that so that means one of the guys in the current receiving core might be gone after this year. Could be Juju. Yeah, I think could be, be McColl. I think it'd be you a, might see it, see Valdez. It be Valdez it I think it would be the too. guy
1: because he was a free agent when the Chiefs picked him yeah. up. Uh, so I would think he would be the logical choice.
0: But that's that's kind of what I've heard. Um, also, you know, sometimes guys just say, I'm, I, I'm hurt. I don't want to play if they're very unhappy in their situation. Again, that doesn't bode well for the individual and the type of team person he is, but I've also heard that too. But again, they're all rumors. The only thing we know is he's wearing red and gold now, and it'll be great to see him uh, on the field. Now, they still could make some moves, Hopefully on the defensive side of the ball, though. Uh, Time's running out. Time is running out, my dude. All right, who is the latest guy up for the Royals managing
1: gig? And this latest guy may be the one who gets the job. His name is Clayton McCullough. Mr. McCullough didn't play any big league baseball, but he did play in the minor leagues. He's a product of East Carolina University. But he's been the first base coach for the Dodgers for uh, several years. And he's been a coach in Major League Baseball. The guy is considered to be a very astute baseball man. The Royals would not be interviewing him if he weren't that. But a minor league catcher. And uh, he it probably has a lot of pedigree. Now, the Royals have interviewed several persons, several of whom have been within the organization. But this guy is a former Dodger. He is a highly considered Dodgers coach. And to have him as one of the candidates I think is a very big deal if the manager can make that much of a difference and I think he can here you have Skip Schumacher who is now with the Miami Marlins a former Cardinals so these are young and -and up-and-coming guys who served their time in the underlings of baseball and now they're getting a chance at the big time but Clayton McCullough is considered to be the top choice
0: World Series kicks off tonight in H-Town. It's going to be an interesting matchup between the Astros and the Phillies. Weather is supposed to be kind of garbage in Texas, but it don't matter because they play in the Dome there. The roof
1: will be closed, says Major League Baseball, and it will be closed on Saturday night as well. And that presents an interesting situation. It was closed when the Astros played in the World Series prior to this. And this is their fourth time in six years that they've been a series team. Uh, Houston's got a very good ball club. They are the odds-on favorite to win this one. They'll have Justin Verlander on the hill tonight. And Aaron Nola is going to go for Philadelphia. But they will be pitching under the roof. (laughs) That roof is way, way up there, folks. Take a gargantuan hit for a ball to hit that roof. But not a gargantuan hit for a home run to be hit in a Minute Maid Park. It's a, it's a bandbox. So is Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. We're going to see, in my opinion, some pretty good scoring. Maybe not tonight, but during the course of this series.
0: Gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait for you to send me a photo tonight of you wearing your Phillies boyhood boyhood uh, uniform. <laughs> it's gonna be great. So tell me, sir, I know you're gonna cover a game tonight, mm-hmm. Kikapuli Summit. Um, your boyhood team's also playing. So how do you do that? How does that work? I know, I know you're the you're the top notch professional. But tell me, someone's got to have a phone of the World Series going on in that booth. And you well, kinda, old man, will <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it will be. I'll, I'll keep a touch on it. Uh, probably the baseball game will still be going on when the football oh, yeah, game's definitely. over. But you never can tell. But, uh, Mike, i might got to tell you. Yeah, sure. That's my boyhood team playing, and it's fine and all that sort of thing. But my attention span is for football right now. And that's how you've got to concentrate because that's really the key. Now, World Series is a big deal. Very big deal. It is late. Very late. Won't end probably until November. That's ridiculous the way baseball is this year. My attention span as a reporter will be much more focused on football.
0: Right now until about uh, two or three weeks from now where he's all in on basketball. And hoops will be taking <laughs> over. And actually, it's next week. Yeah, I know. Well, but you got to let it kind of start moving a little bit. You don't want to take over football too soon. <laughs> all right, let's get back to football. Kickapoo Lee Summit tonight.
1: There's a lot of action in the area. Within the city limits that that game, Kickapoo Lee Summit West, is being played here. Rolla comes to Glendale to play. These are all district games, folks. They are game number 10. And on the schedule, there is a game number 10, but the opponent isn't listed, and that's because this is the beginning of district play. This is where the teams are seated at the end of the nine-game season and then placed in district play. Every team plays in the district's loser. So long for the season. Well, I mentioned Raleigh Glendale. How about Springfield Central and Harrison Stadium? They have not had a district game in years over there. They do tonight. Central team, which is really come on and playing very well takes on waynesville tonight now the central team central bulldogs are seven and two but because they have had such tough years and because they've had trouble recruiting players in they've lowered their schedule a little bit so now because they're a class five team now they'll have to play class five teams how will they do i think pretty well because they do have very good component parts to their team Uh, Waynesville will be a good challenge for them. Central plays them. Hillcrest goes to Bolivar, and Parkview goes to Republic. Those are the games involving City. Around the area, Ozark and Nixa playing again for the second consecutive week, only this time the game's in Nixa. You have games at Marshfield and all around the area. Hey, this will be a lot of fun. This is District Play, one and done with tonight's games.
0: So we talked a little bit yesterday about the college scene on Saturday. You made mention of the Ohio State-Penn State game. Especially if you want to throw some chocolate chips down on that one. Uh, Trap games. Uh, You know, I'm going to be rooting for West Virginia against TCU this weekend, I'll tell you that much.
1: And an upset there is possible, but not likely. West Virginia's had an up and down year. TCU has had an up year. Yeah, big time. And they're very, very, very good. Trap game, though, I'll tell you, I'm still leaning toward that Penn State-Ohio State game. When teams go to Penn State, Happy Valley, that's that's what they call University Park, Pennsylvania, the locale of Penn State. It's it's in the central part of the state, and it's really very rural. But the stadium is not rural. It's 106,000 people, and they all wear the blue and white of Penn State. And here comes the Ohio State Buckeyes, not very far away in Columbus, maybe a couple of hours away, and they're number two in America. Well... Penn State fans will be ready. The Nittany Lions will be ready. That's a 15 and a half point spread for Penn State, for Ohio State, I should say. I'll tell you, gang, that's a trap game for the Ohio State Buckeyes. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to lose, but watch out. Georgia, Florida, those teams play every year. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's what they call it. They play at the uh, the Gator Bowl, I should say, in Jacksonville. Allegedly a neutral site. That's a trap game. And the other one I'm looking at as a trap game is Syracuse and Notre Dame. Notre Dame's had a really mediocre year. They're not very good at all. Syracuse has rebounded and played very well. Took Clemson right to the wire last week before losing in South Carolina. Syracuse a favorite. The Irish have a way of coming in and spoiling things for everybody. Watch out here, another trap game. Those are three biggies to watch. And here in town, we have the Bears in Western Illinois in the homecoming game. The winner of this one will win in the conference for the first time this year.
0: And uh, you know what? You've got a get uh, a busy weekend this week. Oh yeah! Oh gosh! That's and I'll tell you, about? I'll tell you right now, if you lose any chocolate chips this weekend, it's not my fault. It's Ned's. All right. And you have been <laughs> so kind as as to back me financially. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree, sir. Um, so uh, you know, Tom Brady got a lot of accolades, got a lot of rewards. Most sack quarterback in NFL history now. He. I think has to be approaching the end dude i mean at a three and five record right now after that game last night which was not uh, ravens i mean they weren't that great either last night to be quite honest with you but man it just did not i i was probably it's, it's crazy thursday night football sometimes they're great and sometimes they're like last night where it's like i what am i watching here a soap opera it wasn't
1: very good at all baltimore wins 27 to 22 over the tampa bay buccaneers who are not the buccaneers of old and Brady Brady is getting sacked. Just, there's no offensive line. Why they don't have that cohesion, I don't know. They've got some very good players, but the fact is that the defenses are just overwhelming Tampa Bay's offensive scheme of things on the line and making things really rough on Brady. Maybe it's because he retired and then decided to come back. Maybe there's some kind of subliminal problem there. I I don't know. But whatever it is, they aren't very good. And you're right about Baltimore. They aren't actually gangbusters either. They do have a pretty good team, but I wouldn't call them the Baltimore Ravens of the past.
0: Have you seen that video making its rounds of Fitzpatrick talking about Tom Brady? No I have not okay I you know I I don't want to use this soapbox to trash the man but I'm gonna to have to for a second and it, and this is what I've thought about him the entire time. I know I've got personal feelings tied because of what happened in the AFC championship against the Patriots and all the years of them winning and blah 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 blah. But Fitzpatrick you know when he was with the bills, the Patriots destroyed them all the time and from his mouth one year they finally beat him. Tom Brady wouldn't even meet him in the middle of the field to shake his hand. (laughs) Walked right off. And he goes, at that moment, I lost all respect for that man because this game is about respect. And if you're battling on the field, you battle and When you're done, you say, good game. That's what we're taught as children. That's the way we're supposed to act like adults. And he didn't act like that. And so for then on, every time they faced Brady, he wanted blood. And that, my friend, is why we got home field advantage and went on to win the Super Bowl that year because he pissed off Fitzpatrick, which is great. The Fitz magic still lives, my man. And Tom Brady sucks. Ned, have a great weekend, sir. <laughs>